Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network and this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach, and coming up on the program, we'll dive into two big Aggie storylines of the week. Number one, the firing of head coach Kevin Sumlin on Sunday afternoon, following the Aggies' 45-21 loss at LSU on Saturday. And number two, the hot pursuit of Florida State's Jimbo Fisher by Texas A&M Athletics Director Scott Woodward. Sumlin out after a six-year run in Aggieland. He finished two games above 500 in SEC play, finished out the top out of the top 25 in each of the last four seasons. Fisher, at the moment that we're recording this show, has not yet become a done deal to the Aggies, not by any stretch. The Seminoles take on UL Monroe in a makeup game from Hurricane Irma Saturday at 11 o'clock and are a win away from bowl eligibility. While indicators point in the direction of Woodward pulling the championship winning coach out of Tallahassee, the battle is on and the FSU brass is in an epic tug-of-war with A&M for Fisher Services, though all signs currently pointing to Fisher's gut feeling and desire to truly be to join his old buddy from LSU, Scott Woodward, in Aggieland. The signs are pointing as of now to Jimbo Fisher being the next Texas A&M coach. As for A&M, it's hard to figure out what plan B would look like as it certainly appears that Woodward and the Aggies have gone all in and have placed all their chips in the center of the table on Jimbo Fisher. Though you know that all ADs that are good and Woodward is good and smart do have a backup plan. But it looks like right now, Jimbo Fisher, and then he'll figure it out from there if Jimbo decides to stay with the Seminoles. We'll be joined during the hour by Tex-Ags columnist and Heisman voter Olin Buchanan, Tex-Ags co-owner and insider Billy Lucci, and ESPN and SEC Network host and reporter Laura Rutledge. Stay with us. Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Overhanging trees present a real danger. During high winds, falling branches can damage roofs and windows. So today, I'll show you how to protect your home by wrapping it in bubble packaging. All you need is a staple gun and 142,000 feet of bubble packaging. Let's get started. You could try to protect your home with bubble packaging, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Call Geico and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. This holiday season, Groupon has something for everyone. Because Groupon has gifts for people who like getting stuff and people who like doing stuff. People who like cookware and people who like restaurants. People who like headphones and people who like concerts. People who like staying in and people who like going out. People who like relaxing in front of a new TV. And people who like relaxing at a high-end spa. So whether they like getting stuff or doing stuff, you can find the perfect gift on Groupon. Download the app and save. Groupon. Loans are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. I was making great progress on building my savings, but then I get hit with an unexpected car repair bill. Keeping a close eye on my credit score allowed me to buy my first house, but an unexpected medical emergency set me back. When the unexpected happened, Avant was there to help. If you need to borrow $2,000 to $35,000, try Avant. It's fast, simple, and transparent. Everything is done online. There are no prepayment fees and no collateral is required. And you can instantly check your rate with no impact to your credit score. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. And now, Avant will give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your rates and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 5252 when applying. That's avant.com promo code 5252. Go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 5252. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TexAgs Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TexAgs.com, what are you waiting for? TexAgs.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TexAgs. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TexAgs.com. Welcome back to Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and we're joined by our Heisman voter and columnist, Olin Buchanan. And let's look back on Kevin Sumlin, who was relieved of his duties after six seasons on Sunday. The football team lost a game 45-21 to on Saturday, OB. 
Sunday afternoon after yet another bad defeat at the hands of LSU. A&M announced that they have fired Kevin Sumlin as head football coach. Sumlin out after six seasons. He finished two games above 500 in league play, but just one double-digit win season and out of the top 25 in each of the last four years. Olin, your reaction? Uh, as far as uh, the reaction to Kevin being fired. Kevin being fired. Uh, you know, I think it was the obvious move. You know, people can say, well, he never had a losing season. Eh, well, never, never did R.C. Slocum, and he won championships. Uh, so, you know, that goes out the window. I'm right. seeing all this angst and, and, it, and outrage and disgust from this national media. I think I'm seeing more about this than, than I did when Mac Brown was – fired at Texas, and yes, he had a losing season, but he also had a national championship and another national championship uh, appearance, and even Mark Richt. Now, why is that? Is because – I don't know. Mark uh, Richt won I, 10, 10 games right. a year, so every year almost. So, I guess it's because A&M's just not supposed to strive to be outstanding. With Kevin Sumlin, you had a coach that you were spinning your wheels. You were uh, – yes, they had a great first year – because uh, there were, he, he inherited a lot of great players. I'll also say, as we kind of go on the narrative here, 2012, perfect guy for the job. This team needed an infusion of confidence and belief, and he gave them that in a big, big way. Go 11-2. and two. I, I, think, I thought – I wrote it. I thought that he was, that he was going to be the guy here. I really did. But, uh, you know, I really started having some doubts in 2013 when every time – Someone would ask about the great expectations of that year. He would bristle and become defensive and even become uh, combative needlessly. Right. Yeah, I remember he used to say, we don't care about anyone else's expectations. We only care about our own. I'm like, really? All those people that are invested emotionally and financially, you don't care about them. And then what I started seeing is a guy that struggled under pressure, that didn't handle pressure well. You know, he didn't want the – you know, he was upset at the idea that there were big expectations in 2013. In 2014, they come out, no one was expecting a whole bunch of them. They were supposed – you know, they, remember we had a big bet uh, uh, with the guy uh, – Braden Gall. Braden Gall, yeah. that, that they wouldn't beat the, uh, South Carolina. They came out and blow out South Carolina. He said, hey, we're not a one-trick pony. He came here really thinking that the, all that success they had in the first year was about his Conference USA offensive system and not about the five first-round draft choices that were on his offense. And so you, now, then we started seeing – He got left to Lamborghini offensively. We, we started seeing a coach that when, uh, when there was no pressure – his team would play hard. His team would play well. His team would win. But as soon as the pressure started amping up, you would see them collapse in the second half of the season. Yep. Proof's I, in the pudding there. I mean, every I, time they got in the top I mean, ten, you can't look at the top it. four ranking, then you go to Stark Vegas and lose, and then follow that up with uh, Shea Patterson going Johnny well, football. Well, think about they were, they were like number nine in the nation in 2014. They go to Mississippi State, lose, they, they fall apart. They go in 2015. They were what, sixth in the nation? Uh, you know, they they they, they, they fall apart in the second last half. Last year, they're fourth. They fall apart in the second half. This year, you know, you had that that terrible showing in in uh, uh, at UCLA, and it was kind of the whole microcosm of his whole career. It started fast. Everything was great. The pressure started mounting in the fourth quarter, and everyone knew: don't throw the ball or don't snap the ball. Uh, uh, you know, early in the play clock, everybody in the stadium knew that except the guys on the sideline. And then they tried to put it on their freshman quarterback. Say, well, he was snapping it too early. No, well, they then, put too much on his shoulders. Well, all you, all you had to do in that game was to tell the freshman, you look at me when you come out of the huddle. I'm going to hold my hand up, and you don't start calling the signal, so I put my hand down. And then it, they didn't handle the pressure. They got – to uh, into the second half this year, didn't handle the pressure. And I could go on and on and on things – Outside of of off the field, yeah. where they didn't handle the pressure, you yeah. know, you, you know, people say, well, you know, you expect too much and all this. He, he didn't turn down a he he didn't turn down a contract that paid him like a co coach that that got played uh, that had won championships. So why, if he's not going to turn, and, you know, he could say, well, you know, I haven't won a, con a championship yet. Why don't we pay me like uh, a champion when I win one? Yeah, why don't you do that? Why don't we p make it incentive based?
No. no. A&M said, bought in on the stock market. Pay me. On the and, and that's fine. But pay me like a champion. Okay. But, but A&M says, all right, we'll pay you like a champion, but we expect you to produce like a champion. And now A&M's getting criticism for, for uh, firing well, a guy that could not produce like a champion? It's lazy and short-sighted to bring up, well, 51 and 26 and he's fired. Well, 26 non-conference wins, right? What was his best non-conference win? Well, if you take out the bowl games, because okay. the best non-conference game uh, best oh, was oh, Oklahoma in the uh-huh. Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. But if you take out the, the – Okay, 23 regular season non-conference wins. Yeah, and the, and the very best one was against Louisiana Tech in 2012 okay. because UCLA, the year you beat them, they went 4-8. and eight. The year you beat Arizona State, I think they finished 6-7, and seven, maybe 7-6. Seven and six. Losing, You know – this year you lost to UCLA, and you know what the, well, they just beat Cal to get to six and six, mm-hmm. um, and then the rest you've beaten South Carolina State, Sam twice, uh, Lamar, the New Mexico, New Mexico, both of them, SMU several times, Rice, and you know what? Here's, a, that was here's close. another Monroe, thing. That was close. Here's another thing. You mentioned his winning record in the SEC, but that also includes the East. He got Vanderbilt three times. He got the South Carolina as a uh, interdivisional opponent. It wasn't the eleven. He win. never got the good right. South Carolina. He got one Spurrier team. You know they they they, they and they were a mirage. You know, got, got one good Florida team and one bad Florida team. So even the interdivisional games uh, that he got were very advantageous. Yeah, and you look at three and thirteen against the West at home. One win at home without Johnny Manziel in the SEC West. Two and six versus the Mississippi's. Zero oh and six versus LSU. Four November SEC wins since two thousand and thirteen. That even includes Johnny. The three four people. and eleven after his first year at, the, uh, in November against the SEC. The, what, for the success, what success he had. The three people he owes that most to for success are Johnny Manziel. Mike Sherman and Brett Bielema. <laughs> That's a good point. Because Bielema gave him five wins, and very often all those went, every one of those could have been losses except for Arkansas tripped over their own feet. Thank you, Olin. We'll get our ultimate insider, Billy Lucci, in next. We'll look back on Kevin Sumlin being fired on Sunday and the Aggies' pursuit of Jimbo Fisher over the next two segments with Billy Lucci of TexAgs.com. It's the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you. It's the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's look back on Kevin Sumlin's six years and A&M's decision to fire him after those six years with Billy Lucci joining us in studio from Texags.com. If A&M can go and get Jimbo Fisher, it is the home run of right. home run hires. It is, it is, you know, we talk about this stuff where, and I was on in Houston today, this morning, and they and they were like, you know, I still think Kevin Sumlin should have stayed. I think he brought, you know, you, they they brought up Tom Osborne, which I think whenever you do that, you're going back too far to find an example, and that that kind of tells you all you need to know. But you know, there are guys like Gary Pinkle. There are other there are other examples of guys who were out of school for a while and then broke through. But you don't see that much anymore. Maybe you can do that at Missouri where they're not sinking as much into it. But when you're sinking this much money and this many resources and this much manpower into, let's be honest, making this the right move to come into this conference, making it the right move to build that stadium. Yeah. I mean, with that comes, it comes, you know, a ton of responsibility, a lot in the way of expectation. I wouldn't say that Kevin Sumlin was ever overwhelmed. At, with the job no. or or he's I don't think he ever looked overwhelmed there was a three-week stretch there but it was A&M playing three top five teams in a row with a first-year quarterback and but outside of that they, you know everybody has their games but he never looked overwhelmed A&M never looked overwhelmed by the competition you know they did on certain Saturdays again I, we can spend all day going through examples of but right. overwhelmed would not be the word I would use. Nope. Um, but championship so I levels, say, what Woodward had to But I wouldn't himself. say that the expectations overwhelmed him. The expectations did catch up with him. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and that the expectations that he elevated himself by the early success. See, Gabe, I I kind of agree with you, but I disagree from the standpoint of it's what I said yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think the expectations. Uh, I think these this five, four or more losses for five years in a row and five losses for four years in a row and never cracking 500 in the league over that period of time, I think the early success is what kept him around for six years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it <coughs> – I, I, and you're not the only one that says that, mm-hmm. but I don't think in year six now – I think early on when, when in year – Three, they lost five games. You're going, all right, guys, you're not going to have the success you had under Johnny all this time. But you're in year six now. Yeah. I don't think he'd have gotten to year six had it not been for year one. You know? I yeah. mean, I think you're right on that. You take out year one, he's, he might be – he wouldn't – you'd hope he wouldn't be fired after four, but he wouldn't have had this season yeah. to, to kind of have that last chance to prove it. I think you're right. There's like a fine line to where because of that, though, our minds changed. Wow, yeah. we're not a seven-win Big Twelve team anymore. We're now an eight-win, nine-win, ten-win SEC team, which is exactly what you want. And that was wrong. That's why Woodward's making the move. That was wrong because you weren't that. Mm-hmm. But that is still where you want to go, right? Not eight. And give them credit for you that. Want, you want to be a. a I hate the people who, say, "Remember who you are." You're A and M. You're not a championship program, dude. This is what this country is all about: is etching past and taking a machete to the freaking jungle. And I love that Woodward's got the cojones to go make a move like yes, this. Yes, I do too. Do you want, you know? And look, did did they fire Kevin Sumlin to go get Jimbo Fisher? And that's what, you know, I think that's what people were. I don't know exactly when Feldman was on. I think that was kind of the undertone there. The part, the part that I don't think should have gotten people worked up uh, was the 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 part where he just that was kind of almost what you could tell he was under the assumption of and insinuating. You know, I disagree, but that's fine. Like, there's no crime in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a risk, and it's a risk you're willing to take. That if you don't get him, where it, and 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 that's what he was saying is where do where where do you fall and. Who do you get that you would feel really good and say, yeah, he's definitely better than what we had if you don't get Jimbo? I think, you know, to go out and target a guy, I don't think – there's a difference between firing Kevin Sumlin to go hire Jimbo Fisher and thinking to yourself, probably from the day you took this job – if I ever have to hire another coach, I'm going guns blazing after the guy I know and the guy I know and believe more than any can get this job done. And the guy that I think is right there with Nick Saban and Dabo and Urban, which not coincidentally, those are the yeah. four that have won a national title. Right. The only four. I'm going to go after that guy if I ever have to or get the opportunity to hire another coach. That doesn't mean I'm going to fire my guy and get him. If he wanted to do that, he would have fired Kevin last year mm-hmm. and gone after him and got the got the show rolling sooner. He, he really took gave two Kevin years. patience. He did. He did. He took two years to evaluate. And Gabe, other than, you know, if this would have been Kevin Sumlin's second year at A&M, you would be looking ahead and kind of looking forward to what could be done in the future. But we've been in this situation before with a young team that was playing a lot of young guys, and some of them looked really promising, and better years were ahead. You know, I can remember saying that 2015 and 16 seasons, it was pointing to a championship. And I know he thought that as well. Because that would have been either Kyle Allen's junior, senior year, or Kyler Murray's sophomore, junior year. And and they, they never – it never – it never came together. It never came to fruition. And so it's fair to sit there and go, all right, yeah, they should be better next year. But these young defenders look good. They also just gave up 600 to LSU. They also gave up 45 to Auburn. You know, like, I think I think individually they're going to be really good. But you look and go, yeah, but is that – how does that – a national championship or an SEC title run 
versus just more of what we've seen, but just maybe a little bit better. And Woodward's like, if I go get the guy, we got a lot of talent here. We got to have somebody yeah. that go harness that. Yeah, and they and go win more living room battles with Nick Saban, a guy who I know can do it. But if A and M had beaten, if A and M had beaten UCLA this year and Ole Miss last year, it wouldn't be a problem. We're not having this discussion, right? Even with Jimbo out there. So my yeah. point is, they didn't fire Sumlin to get Jimbo. Mm-hmm. They fired him. Sumlin fired himself. They yeah, they fired him based off performance. Yeah. Um, now. The good news here is that I think Scott Woodward, I'm convinced he is making this hire. Yep. And if people would not meddle and let him do his thing, and I think I, I'm convinced that's what they're doing. Now the next part is for people to be quiet and let him do his thing. It's, it's unrealistic to think that Jimbo as a target could stay quiet, but I, I, I mean, look, people are going to say, well, Billy's sitting there saying he's known. You know. And anyone that knows me knows that for a long time, if you'd asked me who do you think would be the next guy, I've said Jimbo Fisher. I haven't said my whys, but I've said that. And for a year. It's been a year. And yep. why that goes to the, you know, why people any point along the way in, in that at that university have to talk about it outside to leaks is beyond me but it's the world we live in it happens it happens every time i've said it repeatedly it's not it's not the reporter's fault these guys are doing jobs that they're paid to do Mm -hmm. the people leaking are the ones not doing the job they're paid to do they're ruining the process so if they could just keep keep quiet about i mean just like this stuff today he's he's taking the job i thought what was it 9 a.m he was supposed to have taken it right that was supposed to be a credible um, report. There's not? not a there's not a deal in place, and, I, I, and that's been reported by some very yeah. astute journalists. Yeah, and that's just people are, are, and I think sources that people believe are accurate, yeah. because of the positions they're in, You've are saying horrible things, information in the past from great sources. Yeah, you and, and I've had to tell you that all right. the time. You got, I, I could. Show you the position and the name, and Aggies would go, "Oh yeah, that's a credible sort." No, it's it's right. not. This per this particular person is batting twenty percent with me. We'll have more with Billy Lucci, and we'll look ahead on A and M and Jimbo Fisher and those storylines next on the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter and Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter and Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter and Company can do for you. This holiday season, make the smart choice and switch to Sprint and get a new Samsung Galaxy S8, S8 Plus, Note 8, or S8 Active with 50% off your lease. That's right, the hottest Samsung devices, 50% off. Plus, with Galaxy Forever, you can upgrade to the latest Galaxy anytime after 12 lease payments. And when you switch to Sprint, you get the best price for Unlimited. $25 per month per line for a family of four, plus get a fifth line free. That's 50% off Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. You also get 10 gigabytes of mobile hotspot in HD, so you can stream your favorite holiday movies, music, and games. So stop by your local Sprint store, Sprint.com slash Holiday Deals, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 to learn more. Requires 18-month lease and new line savings via monthly credit applied within two bills. Early termination results in remaining balance due after one thirty one nineteen. Pay $38 a line per month with auto pay. Excludes taxes, surcharges, and roaming. Compared to Verizon Beyond Unlimited rates, AT&T Unlimited Plus Plan and T-Mobile One Plus Plan for five lines. Carrier features differ. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. What makes a holiday card unforgettable? Personality. And no one makes it easier or more affordable to create a holiday card full of personality than Vistaprint. Right now, get 60% off all custom holiday cards. That means 30 cards start at less than $12. With hundreds of stunning designs, your personality will shine through with every card you send. Just go to Vistaprint.com today and enter the promo code RADIO to get 60% off all custom holiday cards. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code RADIO. We discovered that my daughter was using drugs. We were really at a loss. We'd been told by so many people to kick her out, to use tough love. 
you can't take a one-size-fits-all approach to substance use disorders. They're all different. You are the only one that knows your child. It's a slow process, and although it hasn't been perfect, she's not using drugs anymore, we're really hopeful. We're all in recovery from this disease. There's hope and help at drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. Welcome back. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. and back with Billy Lucci in studio. If he has to go down to his fifth coach, the worst you're going to do is Chad Morris, and that's still pretty good. I think it's what he's trying to say on that conversation. It could be good. It could turn out to be good, but you don't trade out Kevin Sumlin for Chad Morris. And, and, and by the way, I know we think it's funny money, it's but you're, money. you're also giving away – you gave you just gave Kevin Sumlin ten million dollars to not coach for two years. Um, so you did that and would have hired Chad Morris. It would be it would be a bad it would be a bad decision with, unless Chad Morris won you an SEC title, which you know it's kind of like the John Chavis DJ Durkin thing. Like if A and M would have ended up with Durkin, uh, no one would have been half as tenth as excited as they were when he when he landed Chief. Um, and who knows how it would have worked out, but you just you just never know with these with these high profile hires mm-hmm. how it'll go. And and you know A and M could get Jimbo Fisher, and you know what they could go and win over the next let's say eight years. They could win ten games five times, and that's a noticeable improvement. They could go to one playoff, and that's a, that's a noticeable improvement. That'd be one of the best tenures in the history of Aggie football, if not the best. Maybe Chad Morris gets a job somewhere and, and wins a national title. You know who you just don't know. But yeah, that's not why they made that change. Is is to go a to go that far down their list, and b when you do go that far down, it, a lot of times it doesn't work out. I mean, just ask Texas about that. Mm-hmm. I, I, but yeah, I mean, he has to feel pretty confident he's got his guy. Yeah, I think so, but not a done deal. I'm just telling you now, Bruce Feldman, everyone's favorite, mm-hmm. has put out. Uh, any- two, he's dropped two names out there on the Twitter sphere: Gary Kubiak and Kyle Whittingham, citing mm-hmm. that the president Michael Young was worked at Utah before Washington and worked with Whittingham. You buying into that? No, I, I'm, I'm. I mentioned the name Whittingham. What three months ago? One of the you know one of I our subscribers that. sent me yeah. a long message and then he ended up posting that same message so there's no you know he's like <laughs> he couldn't resist he had to let everyone know that it, but you responded <laughs> but no he po- didn't post my message he posted everything he had sent me oh, but okay. he was telling me how it needed to stay t- real quiet because Whittingham you know was at Utah and he was he didn't want it getting out but then he p- gotcha. went ahead and posted it um <laughs> but I, I like I like that the substance of that guy as a coach. I watch his teams; they're really mm-hmm. impressive. But no, I don't think, I don't think they'll go in that that direction. Um, and Gary even just if hadn't it, coached him forever in college, Kubiak is is interesting from the standpoint. You know, he's a Super Bowl coach. For, you know, everybody gets mad. Everybody wants to hold it against coaches if they have any ties to A and M. Now it's become like the thing. Um. Yeah, he hadn't coached college since what the mid '90s. Could he walk in and coach college football? Hell yeah, X and O standpoint. Yeah, you'd I have mean, to decide and motivation, and and I mean the guy knows how to do it. Right. Yeah, the guy knows. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl and he's been good. Let's get Vaughn on an ass. Been bond good everywhere. Yeah, like A and M could do a hell of a lot worse. I'll put it that way. I but agree. but I don't think I don't think that'll be the play either. I think. I think they'll try to hire. I think the goal is to hire a sitting college football coach, and and I think the goal is to try to hire somebody out of a Power Five conference. Right. I think Patterson and Fuente would be guys that you'd see them either make a serious run at or, or strongly, strongly consider. But man, I'd love to see like Jimbo Fisher. With Kubiak in that building, Man, in some capacity. Awesome. I mean, does does Gary Kubiak go? I, I I don't want to coach. 
And I've got a friend, good for she's been banging the Kubiak drum for a couple years now, and I'm like, it's going to be crazy if that came to fruition. But I think where it could is, like I say, could I, I still think it's it's probably not realistic. But dreamland I just, scenario. Yeah, it would be exciting to go like. Maybe he doesn't want to be a head coach again because of all that pressure and, and the health issues that led to him having to step away. But maybe he thinks he can handle it as a, as a coordinator. So you, you heard him the other day with us. He wants to be back in the game. Yep. Um, he said he didn't mind college either. Or maybe, or maybe it's in maybe a similar capacity to what he's doing for Denver. Uh, I, you know, there's, a mil- there's yeah, not a million, right. but there's Analyst. several different avenues for him to be back involved in football. And he's, I mean, Again, this is just me thinking something that would be really cool when Absolutely. you mentioned his name. But for him to be the head coach, I think a lot of dominoes would have to fall. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jeff Banks is the interim head coach. He'll coach the bowl game. I, I love that because that means he's going to be here that long, and that means he's going to be recruiting that long. Because well, yeah. if Jeff Banks isn't here, he's got to look out for where, where the heck he's going to be. But Jeff Banks getting an opportunity to be a head coach for one game, that means he's not leaving before that game, and that means he's getting you through signing day, and he's a very vital piece. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'd send him a congratulatory message and, you know, on a tough day, it's a silver lining of sort. Like, hey, you know, and right. I heard back from him, and I, I just told him this. Like, it, it's exciting from the standpoint of you. It's not an exciting day. Look, he's as loyal to Kevin Sumlin as anybody there is. Probably he and Clarence McKinney. And and Banks, that is that is he is a summling guy all the way. And but he's also an A and M guy. And he's going out to recruit this week and and you know, the thing is, is those guys believe that this is like a really close class that has the potential to stay together if something happens quickly here and they're not just kinda hanging out there in the what's you don't watch you don't watch Stranger Things. No. They're living in the uh What's it called, Mackenzie? <laughs> she doesn't What's know. What's that little area in Stranger Things, the upside down? <laughs> You're living in the upside down, that, that other dimension for a week where recruits are kind of getting poached off, but they're still committed to you. And deep yeah. down they still want to come, but they they can't because they don't know who their coach is. Yep. and So it's tough. Um, but if there's any people I want out there trying to hold it together, it's Banks and Terry Price and a couple of those other guys. So – I think for him, what I said was, if you want to call anyone, call Tim DeRuder. Tim DeRuder went through the exact same situation with a coach in Sherman who was wildly popular with his players, um, as Sumlin is too, for different different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody says Sumlin's his players' coach and coach cool, but he it's not like he's like hanging out, you know, just chilling with the players in bright all day. I mean, he is the the boss, the head coach. There's a there's a there's a differentiation between sure. player and coach there, no question. But Sherman, it was, you know, they loved him like a you know, there was like this it was like father figure versus grandfather figure, I yeah. guess. I don't know. But anyway, I see what you're doing with the paper. You can stop. Well radio Who do we have coming on. I was just gonna hope that Maybe we can get this quick break. Okay. Finish that thought. We can do and that, we'll, but the thought sweet. is finished with DeRuder got it done. That's right. DeRuder parlayed that into not only a bowl win, but a head coaching job at Fresno. So you never know what opportunities await if you're Jeff Banks. That's a good point. Thanks to Billy Lucci, Laura Rutledge of ESPN and the SEC Network. Next on the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Back with you, the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and let's talk coaching carousel. Oh my, from A and M and beyond throughout the SEC and more with Laura Rutledge of ESPN and the SEC Network joining us here on the phone lines. What a crazy few days! I can only imagine what it's been like trying to cover all of it from a national perspective. The college football rankings, playoff rankings, are out tonight, and it feels like an afterthought. Number one and two lost over the weekend, and that was like. You know, back page stuff, right, compared to the coaching oh carousel that we saw on Sunday. Absolutely. 
absolutely insane. I really think, Gabe, we're going to look back on these last few days, like years to come, and say this is the craziest that we've seen in quite some time. Yep. Um, and you're right. You know, the rankings will come out tonight. And by the way, these rankings, I would caution fans out there, these rankings just don't mean a whole lot. I mean, they will come out, but you can't get too wrapped up in them because they will change after conference championships. And we've yes. seen this happen so many times where fans think, oh, well, my team then, you know, how could this change so much by in a week's time? Well, it can because teams will win and teams will lose. And then at that point, they're going to have to really come out with their final rankings and the selection show and everything following these conference championships. That's where everything really becomes solidified. And, you know, right now, I think we can say for sure the SEC champions in, for yep. sure the ACC champions in, uh, and maybe the Big Ten champion if it's Wisconsin, maybe the Big 12 champion if it's Oklahoma. But right. if, if Oklahoma loses or if Ohio, or if Ohio State wins, and uh, Wisconsin loses, then maybe Alabama slides back in there. And I know this committee may say, well, we don't really want to do two teams from the same conference, but they also are charged with getting the four best teams. So there will be, I think, some potentially chaotic scenarios uh, as this all starts to play out. I think the craziness is if Ohio State beats Wisconsin. Because if TCU beats OU, I just don't see TCU leapfrogging enough teams to get in the top four. But if Ohio State with two losses beats Wisconsin, an undefeated team – and with all that cachet, and they've been put in a couple of times, twice in three years where you kind of raise your eyebrow a little bit. So that'll make you nervous if you're anti-Ohio State or if you got another dog in the hunt outside of them that's on the outside looking in, battling with Ohio State based on just the recent history of two now different, totally different personalities in the committee room who put Ohio State in. It felt like a head-scratcher a little bit. Now they were validated the first year when they won it all. But it's that versus a one-loss Bama that can't help itself anymore versus an Ohio State team that absolutely can. He'll still having to face Wisconsin. That's going to be so interesting if Ohio State beats Wisconsin. Yeah, and I would say, you know, that's one that, that obviously maybe Bama is sort of rooting for Ohio State there, but I don't know if that really helps them as much because of the points that you're bringing up. You know, the committee may still look at Ohio State and say they're a pretty good team, but I would say that the committee's going to have a hard time overlooking that loss to Iowa. That was just brutal. They got blown out. They looked ridiculously bad. That's a hard pill to swallow. I think Bama's chances are better if we're talking specifically about them if TCU beats Oklahoma because then you're talking about an Oklahoma team that's lost to Iowa State and also lost a Big 12 championship game, and maybe that could slip Alabama in there if they consider just that one loss. I mean, you know, the committee doesn't look at losses, but I tweeted this the other day, and much to the ire of many fans outside of, you know, the Alabama contingent, but – uh, this is a fact. Alabama's one loss to Auburn on the road is better than Oklahoma's one loss to Ohio, to Iowa State, better than Miami's one loss to Pitt, and better than Clemson's one loss to Syracuse. So they do not look at losses. Obviously, they look at wins, but they will consider losses. It will come up in the room, and it comes up in the standpoint of the eye test and, and all of that. What mm-hmm. does the committee think? Who are the best four teams, and that's what they're charged with picking? What was your number one takeaway in the just wild circus that was Sunday with all the coaching news oh my goodness I can't believe this Tennessee stuff Gabe I I am just sick for Greg Schiano and you know when I heard this news I really thought hey that's a pretty good hire like I like Greg Schiano I've seen what he did uh at multiple places and I get it you know you can look at the the record record overall and say oh all right well it wasn't really that great but it's records it's records and you don't understand what he came into. There was nothing there. I mean, he built that program up. He got it worthy of being in the Big Ten. He did so much for that school and for that program. And uh, then you look at what he's done at Ohio State. And, you know, for Tennessee fans to latch on to something that is unproven and has no credence, as far as we can tell, uh, in his relationship to the Jerry Sandusky situation, just because they thought he was a mediocre coach, that, that is unfair. I mean, you just slandered a guy's name and drug it through the mud for absolutely no reason of the, that you didn't think that was good enough. Now, on the other side of things, John Curry is, is really in hot water at this point, in my opinion, because why did he not sort of float this name out there a little bit and see maybe what people would think, make it seem a little more real than it was? Because it was floated out there, but no one believed it because they thought, well, we're getting John Gruden or whoever else. And yeah. I just think that Tennessee fans at this point need to adjust their expectations. They have no wins in the SEC this year. They're 0-8. I mean, th- this is this is really a sad year for Tennessee, but 
to be a, a school where you're going to get somebody that's got a lot of cachet. And I think the timing of Florida announcing Dan Mullen as their head coach really accentuated the just visceral reaction from Tennessee fans because they thought, well, wait a second, how did Florida get that guy? And we got Greg Schiano, which they thought you know was not nearly of the same level. Accentuated the visceral reaction. You must have went to Florida. My goodness, that's pretty good stuff, Laura. Speaking of that, Mullen to Florida seemed obvious to me from the very beginning. I think it was. And, you know, I don't know this for sure, but part of me wonders if the Chip Kelly stuff was even that serious. I know Mm -hmm. they talked to him. I know they had to vet him. I believe they talked to Scott Frost as well. But uh, Dan Mullen just seemed like a no-brainer. And in talking to people who were close to this coaching search, they hinted at that all along. Um, and, And I felt like it was the right thing. You know, Dan Mullen, to me, was the best option out there if we're talking about SEC jobs. He understands the conference. He understands what it takes to win. And he understands Florida and that fan base and just how difficult it can be to go there with all the pressure that Will Mountain has already mounted. Thanks to Laura Rutledge. When we come back, we'll spend the final segment by running down championship week and pick the games against the spread and a prediction of what Sunday's final college football rankings will be next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryan or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Overhanging trees present a real danger. During high winds, falling branches can damage roofs and windows. So today, I'll show you how to protect your home by wrapping it in bubble packaging. All you need is a staple gun and 142,000 feet of bubble packaging. Let's get started. You could try to protect your home with bubble packaging, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Call Geico and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. This holiday season, Groupon has something for everyone. Because Groupon has gifts for people who like getting stuff and people who like doing stuff. People who like cookware and people who like restaurants. People who like headphones and people who like concerts. People who like staying in and people who like going out. People who like relaxing in front of a new TV. And people who like relaxing at a high-end spa. So whether they like getting stuff or doing stuff, you can find the perfect gift on Groupon. Download the app and save. Groupon. Hi, Gabe Bach here from Texags Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to Texags.com, what are you waiting for? Texags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like Texags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's Texags.com. Loans are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions supply. See website for details. I was making great progress on building my savings, but then I get hit with an unexpected car repair bill. Keeping a close eye on my credit score allowed me to buy my first house, but an unexpected medical emergency set me back. When the unexpected happened, Avant was there to help. If you need to borrow $2,000 to $35,000, try Avant. It's fast, simple, and transparent. Everything is done online. There are no prepayment fees and no collateral is required. And you can instantly check your rate with no impact to your credit score. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. And now, Avant will give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your rates and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 5252 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 5252. Go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 5252. 
Welcome back to the cat show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Let's run down the games, where to find them, the spreads, and quick picks of the games for championship week. We'll start the Pac-12 championship at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. That's Friday, 7 o'clock on ESPN, number 12 Stanford at 9-3, 7-2 in the Pac-12 against number 10 USC. 10-2, 8-1 in league play. Trojans minus 3.5, and, and I'll say USC covers it with – Sam Darnold in a huge game there. Now, they've got to win this to have any hope, and craziness would have to ensue, and there's almost no way that any Pac-12 team, and especially USC, is going to get into the college football playoff. But they're still playing as if it is, and a motivated USC is going to beat uh, Stanford with Bryce Love and next to nothing else. And Bryce Love hasn't been 100% for the past few weeks, and because of that, I'm going USC to cover the three-and-a-half. ACC, <coughs> excuse me, AAC championship game, Spectrum Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Number 20, Memphis at 10-1 and one and 7-1 and one in the American against number 14, UCF, Scott Frost. How long will he be in Orlando? Well, we know he'll be there for Saturday, and that game is an 11 o'clock kickoff on ABC. And there's no line on this game, and I'm picking UCF. UCF showed me a lot and going up against a very explosive, dangerous, talented USF team with Charlie Strong, Quentin Flowers and company over there, and they, they outdid them. They can play however you want to play. And a dynamite Memphis offensive attack going in there, basically, a, and it is, it's a home game for UCF right in their backyard. UCF will win this game going away and will win the American Championship. Two years after going winless, Scott Frost's second year, they'll win the championship. Big 12 championship game, 11.30 on Fox. This will emanate from AT&T Stadium, Jerry World in Arlington. Number 11, TCU, 10-2, and 7-2 in the Big 12 versus number 3, OU, 11-1 and 8-1 and and in the Big 12. The Sooners, who beat TCU in Norman earlier this season, earlier this month, they will win this game. They're favored by seven. I think they'll cover it. It's the Baker Mayfield show, though TCU's got a good defense and now playing basically in their backyard, some 15 miles or so from their campus. <clears throat> that won't matter. I believe OU wins this game by about 10 to 14 points. SEC championship game, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. This is a 3 o'clock game on CBS, number 6, Bulldogs at 11-1, 7-1 in the league. Their only loss was at Auburn a couple weeks ago. Number 2, Auburn, 10-2, 7-1 in the SEC. Tigers favored by 2.5, but all their running backs are hurt. They play everything off of their running game offensively. I love their defense, but I love Georgia's defense. I like what Georgia's doing and a motivated Georgia team playing in Atlanta now and not in Auburn. Georgia in the points, and I think UGA wins this game outright. All right, I've gone back and forth on this. In fact, my notes say George Auburn covers, but as of this morning, with the injuries to carry on Johnson and Cam Petway and Cam Martin, <clears throat> I don't uh, in the running game. I don't know how much carry on Johnson's going to be able to give it a go. He's banged up in multiple spots, the ribs, the shoulder. He's been hurt a lot this year and has played through it, and looks like a Heisman finalist potentially. He's going to have to play and play well for that to happen. But Georgia is healthy, and I think that means the difference. The Bulldogs will win it and get in the college football playoff. It'll be a heck of a game, 3 o'clock this Saturday in Atlanta. Mountain West Championship game, Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. And it's number 25, Fresno State, who beat Boise last week, 9-3, 7-1 in the Mountain West. 
<clears throat> taking on Boise in their backyard in the Bluefield, 9-3, 7-1 as well. Boise's only loss in league play to Fresno last week, though the Broncos at home are actually favored in this game by 8.5 points. Fresno State in the points. Give me Jeff Tedford. I think Fresno State validates last week's win by beating them again, this time doing it on the road and will win the Mountain West Championship. ACC Championship game, Bank of America Stadium. And by the way, that game against Fresno and Boise State, 645 on ESPN. ACC Championship game, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Number seven, Miami, 10-1, and 7-1 in league play, coming off a horrible uh, loss to Pitt, to Pitt. But will it matter? Because if they beat Clemson, they're probably still in the college football playoff, almost certainly. Number one, Clemson's only loss was at Syracuse. They're 11-1, 7-1 in the ACC. Tigers there in Charlotte, way closer to their home park than to, to their home than Miami. They're favored by nine and a half in this game. I think Clemson covers that. Kelly Bryant looks like the old Kelly Bryant, and that defense is loaded right now. And I just don't believe Miami's got enough offensive power to hang with them for four quarters. So give me Clemson in that one going away. And that game's at 7 o'clock Central Time on ABC. And finally, the Big Ten Championship game, Lucas Oil Stadium, Indianapolis, Indiana, 7 o'clock on Fox, number 8, Ohio State, 10-2. and two. And 8-1 and in the Big Ten versus number four, Wisconsin. A perfect, dazzling 12-0. and Everyone's questioning their schedule, though. They got to validate it this week against the Buckeyes. 9-0 and in the Big Ten. Buckeyes are favored in this game, though. They have two losses, and Wisconsin's undefeated. By 6.5, I think Wisconsin wins the game. They're going to go out there and prove to everybody how good of a football team and sound they really are. Though... I don't believe Hornybrook's a great quarterback, and they are very one-dimensional. I have a true freshman running back that's spectacular in Jonathan Taylor. Their defense is so solid. They blow you up. They have a fullback. They've got multiple tight ends, and they play a physical brand of football that I think will wear over time on Ohio State. It will be a tight game. Could come down to a field goal game indoors in a cold, so, uh, but in a, in a cold region you don't have to worry about the cold weather because it's indoors at lucas oil stadium i give me wisconsin and the points i think the badgers win the game and get into the playoff so as we close out my prediction is clemson number one taking on number four georgia all right and that would be in the sugar bowl and then oklahoma would play wisconsin in the rose bowl number two versus number three was ou2 wisconsin three and that'll do it for another edition of the Texags Maroon and White Report. Big thanks to Olin Buchanan, Billy Lucci, Laura Rutledge, the producer of the show, Ronnie Woodard. Thanks for tuning in for another week. We're back next week. A lot to talk about as A&M continues to be in pursuit and by next week could have already landed its coach and it could well be Jimbo Fisher of Florida State. Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.